This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Bring it up, Kenny. And you. Oh, what a power hour it will be. Uh, all our bets for tonight. Bets of steel in the NHL. I got a couple bets for tonight in hockey. Not a huge slate. We'll roll through all the games. As one does. Here on You Better You Bet. And uh, we'll give you our bets for the quarterfinals. The two quarterfinal games tonight in the NBA in-season tournament. Two more games coming up tomorrow. With the Knicks and the Bucks, the Lakers and the Suns, pretty awesome. Tonight, though, we've got the Celtics and the Pacers, the Kings and the Pelicans, and we have injury news here for the Pacers. And we talked about this when Whale was on. Tyrese Halliburton and Obi Toppin, both listed questionable. Both are going to play tonight for the Pacers. So this is going to be, I, I can't wait to watch these games. And I think you might have said this, Ken, off air. Great to have an alternative tonight in sports to what could be an absolutely terrible Monday Night Football game, which I will still watch every play of, but it's nice to have like a split-screen experience maybe with a couple like you know high-leverage NBA games that might feel like playoff games. That's my hope, at least. So we'll give you our bets and our handicaps for both of those games. And, of course, side total and props, the Jaguars and the Bengals to wrap up Week 13 in the National Football League. Also, we should work at a Lochmas as well. Maybe we'll do that to start next segment, get Ken's sure. initial takes on the college football playoff semifinals. We touched on it yesterday. Today, what's quickly becoming like my favorite Sunday morning show of the year, unless we have a World Cup final, in which case that's the best. I don't know that that'll ever happen again during the fall, like we had in uh, in, in Qatar last year. Right. But uh, when it's in when it's in Bahrain in four years or whatever, Max Verstappen will be the uh, will be the referee, right. the official referee of the game. Uh, so we gave you some thoughts, preliminary thoughts yesterday during the show when the re- playoff rankings came out. We'll give you some more coming up in a little bit here today in day one of Lochmas. But for now, let's touch on the Bills and the Chiefs. Kenny, bring the music up, please. Uh, I can't wait to talk about this game. I can't wait to watch this game. Really, really important game. Like the Bills, I feel like we feel like they're probably not going to make the playoffs. But if they are going to make it, they absolutely have to win this game. So yet another like all-in game coming up for the Buffalo Bills. And the Chiefs, the season ended today. 
They're the four seed in the AFC playoffs. And I'm not insinuating that's what it'll be when the season ends. Just that Kansas City right now at four losses could 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 use a win as well. The Bills are coming off their bye. The Chiefs are coming off the loss last night in Lambeau against the Packers. You can blame the refs all you want for the missed pass interference call at the end of the game. Also, Patrick Mahomes didn't do that. Basically, it was like, hey, we got to put ourselves in a better position to win these games. Maybe don't settle for field goals in the first half when the Packers are scoring touchdowns. And yes, I am a little salty because I laid the points with the Chiefs in any event. On Sunday, a rivalry renewed in Arrowhead. Kansas City, a two-and-a-half-point home favorite, Ken, against Buffalo. The total, 47-and-a-half. Pen, pencil, blood, or blank. Also, I feel like every single time these two teams play, it's in Kansas City. But whatever. Kansas City and Buffalo. What do you think here? Early handicap of this game. It's funny. Normally, we've uh, obviously seen these teams play a lot. We've seen them play a lot in this building. We've seen point spreads that are really similar to this. And I think I've always said the same thing with those games. Even if I bet uh, a different side or I bet the over or the under in the game, I always say like, I'd never want to tease like a potentially high scoring all in game because of the light. Like each team is familiar with blowing out opponents. Like they can put up a lot of points to blow out an opponent. They play each other. I don't really like think about Niners Eagles yesterday. Actually be a really good example of that, of like the, like the teams are too good to tease. Is like almost like how I would explain it. Like we've said this on the show before, and we said it earlier today. I like to like give me two and a half to eight and a half with the two worst teams you could imagine, because none of them, neither of them, are good enough to blow each other out. Give me a one possession game. Chargers Broncos, the game we closed last segment with, feel that same way. This game's kind of funny because I actually do think I really want to tease the Bills in this game, and I would never. I in all of the previous meetings, I never would have said that. I don't know if the, I don't know if the Chiefs can blow them out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know if that's possible. Honestly, uh, a couple injuries that came out of that game. Uh, you watched it closer than I did. I only, I watched. I literally fell asleep at the two minute warning in the first half and woke up and had to watch a condensed game to figure out what happened. Like sort of in a daze. Uh, what 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 actually happened in this game? I saw the final score and. Uh, Losing Drew Tranquil on like the first series of the game for Kansas City, uh, their green dot linebacker, he gets the calls in. Need and in I the thought, head, man. That's need, like need, the wrestling not, fans. And not just need in the head. Need in the head by like the largest knee imaginable. <laughs> like, AJ AJ, like like power rank knees you'd want to get hit in the head with. That's, I mean, that's he's like the last. He's literally the last pick of the draft. Yeah, just you. Like he would basically never want got like it was. Right. It was like a Kenny Omega V trigger, basically for the wrestling fans right. out there. That Drew Tranquil got the knocked him out of the game yesterday. Ken, right? Like I could need Drew Tranquil in the head, and he'd be like, "Great, like what's the call on second down, coach?" It's like Spags, and it's like, and then like AJ Dillon. It's I mean, it just you know with a sledgehammer basically. Uh, and I thought this is one thing. I know people sometimes don't like Collinsworth. Like, I I really, I actually really like him. I think he's great. And one thing that I think he's great at is even something that's pretty obvious, but like taking time to go back a couple plays later and really emphasize how big of a deal that is that he's out, that Tranquil's out of the game. Like, yeah, everyone's going to reference that he's concussed and he leaves the game, but to like continue to hammer it and hammer like exactly why it's important and why, and this is what I'm getting to eventually, why for the Chiefs it's really important. And I feel like you could kind of tell in the game last night, they had a rookie end up making the defensive calls and said, and I'll just say what Collinsworth said, paraphrase him, that basically Kansas City's defensive calls, because Spags likes to blitz a lot, do a lot of complex stuff, they're really, they're like hard, they're hard to communicate to teammates. It's not just like base packages and stuff. Like these is like this, the player that, that uh, plays Tranquil's position has to be really, really good at that. And if he's concussed and he doesn't clear protocol, he doesn't play in this game, and it's the Bills' offense, doesn't that seem like a really big deal? <laughs> like, doesn't that seem really important? And, like, they'll have a plan. 
like whether Tranquil's ready or not. It's always more difficult when something happens in a game than when it happens, like, and you have to prepare for it the next week. It just seems like a really big deal to me, honestly. So, like, I would never pay attention to an injury like that normally. And watching the game last night, I just go, oh, my God, they got the Bills next week. Like, this could be really bad. Like, this could be actually, like, not, you know, not particularly fun for the Chiefs and their defense. Um, I actually think the Bills are really likely to keep the game close the way Kansas City plays now, the way their red zone drives stall all the time, the way they settle for field goals in a bunch of situations. I think the Bills are actually really likely to keep the game close. I know that's a really long explanation for like, I want to tease Buffalo, but I would never, ever tease like the big game normally. And I actually really want to here. Uh, We can talk about like, hey, water gun to your head. Who do you think wins? total all that stuff but like i will have bills teasers definitely you better you bet with nick and ken magnificent football monday rolling through handicap of week 14 focusing right now on the chiefs and bills water gun to your head who wins buffalo i would take kansas city but that's like water gun to the head like am i am i gonna bet that opinion no just like so um seems like an advantageous setup for them so it it does um you know, we had talked in the weeks leading up to this game. This is obviously before yesterday, and the Chiefs lose to the Packers. And everyone is always has the opportunity and the right to change their minds. It's why we literally call this a pen, pencil, blood, or blank. Like pencil, not pen. Obviously, and like new new information presents itself, you can change your mind. Obviously, so like I think both of us had been on the like we like the Chiefs in this game because Buffalo always loses, Kansas City always wins. Then I guess Kansas City did like go ahead and foul that up last night by losing to the Green Bay Packers. Are you kind of like off Kansas City a little bit here? Less like you know following the Eagles' loss on Monday Night Football, we're both like, hey, we still think this team's going to win the Super Bowl. That get down fourteen nothing storm back against the Raiders, lose on Sunday night on the road to Jordan Love and the Packers, and like, Green Bay's led the, from from pillar to post, led the entire game. Are you out a little bit right now on KC? Not not saying they're going to miss the playoffs or like lose in the first round to like the Colts or something like that, but are you out on the Chiefs right now? Uh, I'm out on them on this part of their schedule in the regular season. Definitely out. They don't, they just, uh, they don't look sharp. They don't, like, they do a lot of things wrong. They, they don't seem like a team I'd want to play on right now, honestly. And they played that way. Their last five games, they're two and three. Like, this isn't just like some one game overreaction kind of thing. Um, they just don't look like a team I'd want to play on right now. Uh, do I still have confidence they can be a Super Bowl champion contender? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I had three teams in the bucket, and I feel confident I had the Super Bowl champion, whatever, eight weeks ago, whenever we did this. And you can tell it's eight weeks ago because Joe Burrow in Cincinnati was one of the teams. Kansas City, San Francisco. And then I said Cincy, because that's the team that's like given Mahomes the most problems. Uh, if I had to do the, bu- I'm sure if people had to do the bucket right now, even if they agreed with me before, you'd be throwing in teams left and right, probably based on what we've seen recently and being really not confident. Uh, I'd absolutely, well, I'd take Cincinnati out, obviously, but I would have, I would have the same two teams and feel really confident. And I, it's actually, I think I've actually been aided in the fact that San Francisco is now like a very worthy second team, I think, to have in the bucket and feel like you have the Super Bowl champion, probably taking some of the probability away from Kansas City, honestly. And I still feel like if I have those two, I have the winner, just to give you an idea of like where I would be in the playoffs on these teams. I'm starting to come back around on my preseason Super Bowl pick. The Miami Dolphins. If Van Ginkle's going to look like that rushing the passer with Jalen Phillips Well, can they out? be the one? That's the key. Can Kansas City go to their place? Which is now possible because of what happened yesterday. Uh, let's talk about the total here in the game, Ken, and then I'll give you my opinion on it with KC and Buffalo. 47 and a half. So... I know that the thought will always be with people, and this is not me making a case for the under, just like providing a little context that, you know, these two offenses, if Tranquil's out, the Bills' defense has been brutal, and, like, I think a product of profiles is maybe, like, if Kansas City's offense is going to break out, like, probably against, like, a terrible Bills' defense. Bills' defense now. that has been great, right? right? 
Yeah. Um, these two teams played last year, and Buffalo won that game 24-20 in the midseason in, in Kansas City. So obviously lands 44, which would fall short of this total. So just that, you know, like I think this is one where you look at it and it feels like it's an over game, and it's I'm not making a case for the under, just that I think it's a really interesting handicap. Uh, do you have a thought on the total of the game at this point? No, because uh, I think you have like two teams that I think at this exact portion of their calendar, I would say would play two totally different types of games, right? Like I think the Chiefs, I would still think of as an under team, not just because their defense is really good, their defense is really good, and their red zone offense is an absolute disaster in a lot of these situations. When it used to, I mean, they, they ran ring around the Rosie against the Raiders and scored it. And it just, it's like that, that team. That team can't score in the red zone now. Like it's it's almost impossible to to think that it's that it's really that this is really a thing. And it is. Their first two possessions yesterday, like like time consuming drives, first down, Mahomes making throws, whatever, everything looks great. Like first snap in the red zone, both drives, like sack. It's like oh oh okay, like here's a field goal again, like oh, without even running the other plays. It's like all right, here's a field goal again. Like, so yeah, that, that's when you see Chiefs and you see this number, it's like, okay, like they like to play those kind of games, but then you have the Bills. And I would just look at like, I don't even care about the games before the Eagles game because those were all like, not this type of opponent, like not any, like they played a really soft schedule and still struggled with it, the Eagles game. Look at what the Eagles offense did yesterday. Like nothing, like nothing against the Niners. That team lit up Buffalo in the second half of that game. Hurts couldn't stop throwing touchdowns. Yeah, like I, I, it's the these two teams. Normally, when they play, they like that you would think they like to play shootout kind of games. They like to play offense. The Chiefs feel like I feel like they don't want they not that they don't want any part of the game like that. They almost can't play a game like that. Like the way their offense runs right now, it's like impossible. And the Bills dying to play games like that. I don't I don't know what style we're gonna get because they actually are playing totally different styles this year. Normally, they're playing the same style: great quarterbacks, high scoring games, all that stuff. That's not the case this year. I don't know kind of like what wins, what type of game we get. Do we get the red zone stall kind of a game? almost like Buffalo Cincy, sort of like that game too, ends up going under the total? Or do we get the Chiefs look like how the Eagles looked against the Bills? Second half of the game, Mahomes throwing it all over the place and uh, and it turns into high scoring. And I feel like you could make a strong case for either one. More likely that the spread goes where? Oh, man. Uh, and you can stay, it just well, stays at two and a half also. Yeah, but I don't want to do that. That's no fun. Um, even though that's the most, that's definitely the most likely answer. Is it more likely to go to three or go down? Down, right? I don't. I don't think it can. Go, well, it can go to three. I don't know if it can stay at three, like for the week. Well, because Buffalo there's gonna be too, back, too much right? interest in Buffalo. Well, it just yeah. and it's not even like a power rating. It's just like a little injury concern for the Chiefs. And like a really bad setup schedule wise for one team versus the other team like that usually the team that's like in the bad part of that it's not going to get like the spread's not going to get stretched out on their side like that's usually not how it works even if you think all that stuff's like kind of hocus pocus and it doesn't matter it market tends to move a little bit on that stuff by weeks uh injuries rest advantages like that's how the cowboys get to three and a half against the eagles like that's how that happens and uh and i if that happened here it would be toward buffalo so i think we kind of maybe it goes to two or something or one i don't think the bills end up favored ever um i think this is where we live if we went to three and stayed there i'd be i'd be really surprised doesn't mean it can't happen uh, i would just be really surprised if we did so we had this conversation a couple times during the show today. Favorite teaser legs sure. for this week is is like Bills Bucks your preferred option? Bills Bucks 
for uh of the games that we haven't gotten to or of the games we've gotten to already yeah yes do you uh you know who else is coming off their bye this week not just the buffalo bills for this game jim nance and tony romo uh welcome back guys did, did, is there a bump in the market for them too uh, i don't know well, I think- jim I, I guess like the game would be a pick 'em, right? If like it's gonna get nuts in like a Nance and Romo or kind like, of way. Ga- game game decided by exactly three points and overtime, both getting bets. <laughs> Absolutely love it. All right, uh, on the other side, can I interest everybody in some Lockmas? Ken's initial thoughts on the college football playoff semifinals. Plus, we'll give you bets to steal our bets for tonight in the National Hockey League. All our bets for tonight are coming up momentarily. We will start on the ice with bets to steal coming up in a little bit. NBA, I don't think we'll do best of the best, but we'll hit both games tonight. The quarterfinals of the in-season tournament. Two games tonight, two games tomorrow. Celtics and the Pacers, Kings and the Pelicans. We'll get to those probably to start next segment on the show, the final segment on this uh, magnificent football Monday. And then the uh, the football game for tonight. Monday Night Football, the Jaguars and the Bengals from Jacksonville, where the Jags now control their own destiny in the AFC playoff picture. If the Jaguars win out, they are the one seed in the AFC postseason, and it's a huge point spread tonight with the fighting Jake Brownings of Cincinnati. Jacksonville, a 10-point favorite. We'll talk about side total and props for Monday Night Football to close the show. But for now, and we did this a little bit on the show yesterday, and you got to be watching and listening live every Sunday morning, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Apparently, a lot of people do because it's like the, the best-rated thing that we do, which I think makes sense leading up to the games. People love it. Um, yesterday, the college football playoff rankings come out. Gave you some impromptu thoughts on the two matchups. The Rose Bowl with Michigan and Bama. The Sugar Bowl with Texas and Washington. Let's give it to you again right now in this day one of Lochmas. College football is the best time of the year. The fight songs. Announcers going crazy. Picked off. Real estate ahead. Shiloh. Sanders. Stunned like his daddy! Touchdown! The roar of the crowd. But for Nick and Ken, college football only sounds like one thing. It's Lockmas time on You Better You Bet. Hey, we've, we've we've reached the point of the calendar where Ken plays the air fiddle like he's being held at gunpoint, and I don't blame him. Yeah, <laughs> don't shoot. We're uh, yeah, we're almost uh, how many more Lochmases are we gonna do? Like in the single digits, right? <laughs> if I had my way, zero. Uh, yeah, probably not very many. Um, probably one like the Friday before New Year's weekend. We'll probably do one with like final thoughts on the semifinals for uh there might be people that haven't that don't listen to our show i i don't bet bowl games and i haven't for since the transfer portal has been a thing i just there there are big edges to be gained if you're excuse me if you're paying attention i totally understand that i we do a four-hour show like i don't i i love the nba like i start to get more into some other sport like i i don't have the time to follow this stuff there are people who do and like it's if you're interested like there are there are people out there doing something i saw a guy who created a public google doc with all the transfer portal stuff for the bowl games i actually thought that was really cool I, I, maybe i'll get his name and i'll like even give it out to him i just thought that was like really like great. that's a great public resource if you want to bet college football like here's who's playing like for people who don't know ohio state has had like 17 four-star or better recruits enter the portal today 
Ohio M State. McCord entered Kyle McCord. Kyle McCord, their quarterback, is one of them. Like, that's pretty nuts. Like, that's that's one team. One. One team. So just like, Caleb Williams obviously isn't playing in his bowl game. I don't think Bo Nix is playing in his bowl game. Like, I just, you know, like, it's, it's a lot to keep track of. It's a lot to, like, have alerts set up for, get the best of the number on stuff. It's really fun. It's, I'm, it's just not, it's not for me. It's just not for me. So, like... If you want to go ahead, do my point of doing all this is like we're not doing a lockmas on like the holiday bowl. We're not doing a lockmas on like the pop tarts bowl and stuff like that. Although, like if you want, I, I watch a lot of those games. They're fun, whatever. Um, not going to be doing like the hardcore handicapping and analysis for those games. We'll do it for the semifinal and the final. Love the playoff. Can't wait. Uh, that's about it. And look, we'll, we'll have some bets for these games. It's just not going to be like the way like we like we'll we'll do the, the semifinal. Yeah. And the well, final. we'll have we'll have Colin on the show still. We'll have Kanish on the show. So, I mean, these are guys Tyler are paying very close. Sam on the show still. These are guys who are paying very close attention to the stuff that I'm talking about. Like they they want they're getting the best of the number. They're getting some really good stuff. So yeah, you're going to get the content. Like I don't worry about that. It's just like you just we're not going to do the Lockma segments. I guess is the point. Uh, well, give me Florida State plus fourteen against Georgia. We'll see where that where that where that market goes. But we'll talk about all these games as we uh, as we move closer. But Ken, for now, let's talk about the uh, the college football playoff semifinals: Michigan and Bama, Texas and Washington. Why don't we start with Michigan and Bama, where uh, your our America's Wolverines, Michigan, with one and draw. a half point. <laughs> no, not America's not team anymore. Draw, no, no. The the video, by the way, of of Michigan, like the uh, the room that they're in when Alabama's announced as the fourth yeah. team and not Florida State, and you just hear like... I'd, I'd oh. say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. But, they thought, I mean, they, thought they were going to walk over. And, right. you, yeah. and you almost, you couldn't have a bigger disparity. But it's not like two like good teams. Yeah. It's like, okay, we'll take either it's Alabama or like a team with no quarterback. In crazy high leverage um, choice that was for the committee. It didn't turn out uh, well for Michigan. And uh, they could still win the title, still win this game, obviously. Michigan, Ken, a one and a half point favorite against Bama. A little bit of action coming in uh, yesterday on Bama from two and a half down to one and two and a half down to one and a half. The total here in the Rose Bowl. 46 and a half early thoughts on Michigan and Alabama. Yeah, obviously, uh, I think a lot of people are holding Michigan tickets because you listen to the show and you, you want to bet what I bet. Uh, could have gone better as a draw. The worst possible draw they could have gotten. Uh, Would have rather had Texas. Uh, Would have rather had anybody. Uh, it's just really brutal. It's a really bad setup. Uh, can definitely still win. Like the, the looming question in this game, and we're not going to know the answer until the game happens. It's actually, I've said this before. I'm going to say this 50 more times. It's something that big time college football has that no other sport has no other sport that like college pro any level is that you can get to the end of the season and have no idea how two teams fit together talent wise until they play because most of the season they're all playing teams that are way worse than them they're like, nine of the 12 games 11 of the 12 games in georgia's case every game until the alabama game you have no idea like you don't know how the teams fit together oh my god that team's actually way better you would have no idea until the game was played that that was the case in the nfl you're gonna play test games at least a few times during the year college basketball every good team plays each other in non-conference play it's happened already like there's no mystery at the end of the year for like that there's like a huge disparity between two teams. You almost never see it. And in college football, you see it literally every year. It, the, the mystery around both these semifinals is really cool, actually. So the looming unanswered question in this game is going to be when Michigan, I was talking to a friend of mine who's a Michigan alum today. He said the same thing. I totally agree. Uh, when Michigan has played SEC caliber talent, their style of being very physical has not worked 
see the semifinal two years ago against Georgia. Michigan's style going as a great Michigan team. Their style going into that game was we're going to be more physical than you. We're going to beat you up at the line of scrimmage. We're going to run the ball really well. That sets up everything we want to do. Here's Georgia and one of the great run defenses in the history of college football. And Georgia was able to run up the score on them. Kirby Smart still cracking jokes. Asked about Connor Stallions a few weeks ago. Like, well, don't know what they stole from that game. Like, yeah, it was a demolition, you know, like it was just, what are you going to take away from it? The only thing though, so people, so I think the, everyone's first thought's going to be Saban with extra time to prepare against Harbaugh, who's 0-2 in the semifinal and SEC caliber players against Michigan physicality advantage SEC. And that's definitely what could happen. My only thing is, as well as Alabama's defense played against Georgia, it was like they played the perfect game. They played so well in the game. That's also the team that almost lost to Auburn. That's also the team that struggled with a ton of opponents throughout the course of the season. It doesn't have to be the Georgia team that shows up, the team that played Georgia. It could be a lot of different things. It could kind of, I really, that's all kind of the same team. It shows you that they're they're not probably not always going to give you that exact game. That was the 10 out of 10 game that Alabama gave. They played awesome. They played so well. Also, that run defense isn't Georgia two years ago. It's really good. It's better than most teams, but it's not. They made the point on this during the telecast of the SEC game. Both defenses aren't what you normally think about as like Georgia with 10 first round draft picks or whatever. Those are historically good defense. This one's just good. So like, I actually think Michigan, I don't know if they're going to have success running the ball in the game. It's not as much of a zero as it clearly was going to be two years ago against Georgia. It actually has potential. It has potential. So I'm not, I'm not, I would never bet Michigan for that reason, but like, I'm not, I'm not like, this is a loss. It's just a tough draw. It's just going to be a really, it's probably going to be a really close game. And uh, also, and like, I, you know, we'll, we'll see if I say who has the better coach in the game, everyone's going to say Saban and that's fine. Both coaches are really good. Saban's like the best of all time advantage Saban. Um, who's the better quarterback in the game? I don't know the answer to that question. I would have said McCarthy with a lot of confidence like a month ago. But Milrow has played a little better, and most importantly, McCarthy's played way worse. He's played way worse. And um, Milrow's and I don't confidence, know if that's... Ken, feels like it's like through the oh, roof at yeah. this point also. Now, he still does insanely... Do this is a guy who two weeks ago went across the line of scrimmage by three yards, back <laughs> behind really it, and threw funny. a pass. That's <laughs> really happened funny. Two, for, for all this, like, Alabama's turned into something different, that play happened two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. So, like, he, there's still some that there. There's still some like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like, what is, what is going on? Uh, I think it's a coin flip game. I think I, I, I'm i not as like depressed as some people that like Alabama is just going to win this game and whatever. I think it's really close. I think there's a chance Michigan wins. Wouldn't bet it. The game I'm like actually insanely excited to bet is the other one. Uh, I love Washington in this game and I think they're going to win. And I love the over in the game. And I think the game's going to, I think this is like Georgia, Oklahoma a few years ago in terms of the type of game we might get. Um, I think extra time to prepare in this game as as much as I like Sark. And I think I think Texas, again, it's not an anti-Alabama take in the first game. It's not an anti-Texas take. I, I think the advantage in this game from a coaching standpoint is like squarely with Washington. I think there's a chance with Penix having a month off to rest whatever 12 injuries he might have been dealing with at the end of the season. I think there's a chance they actually have the better quarterback in the game too. And they're a dog in the game. And I like I'll give Saban credit with extra time. 
I'll give Kirby Smart credit with extra time. I'll give Dabo credit with extra time in playoff situations. I'm not giving Steve Sarkeesian credit for extra time in a playoff situation that they're going to like cover and win by margin against Washington. Uh, the reason why the number is what it is, because Washington's defense, we have a ton of questions about, and Washington doesn't blow out opponents. Texas last couple weeks went in by 40, went in by 50, running up the score against teams. They look great. They look like a really good team. Uh, Texas, you look at their schedule and you go, are there any games that could tell me about the Washington game? Are there any games that could tell me what this game might be like? For everybody's first thought will be, well, the Alabama game. I mean, that's where we were talked about that for months. That's like the game that maybe any, any, are these the same people that are telling me Alabama really turned a corner and they're way different than they were in that game? Then which one is it? That game's the example that Texas is going to blow them out or like Alabama's actually much different, in which case that's, you can't use that argument anymore. I'm more inclined to believe that was week two than that's like this tent pole. This is why Texas is going to blow them out in the game. That's a subjective opinion. That's just my opinion. Oh, by the way, Alabama switched quarterbacks off Milrow off that game. If you really think that was like a fully formed Alabama, like, I don't know. I'm a little skeptical that that game is going to tell me a lot. And they played Oklahoma a few weeks later and they lost. And then they went through a really, 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 really bad Big 12 and went through a bunch of games without Ewers and won them. And I don't know if any of those are telling me about Washington. So, like, again, like, why, why four? Why four and a half? Why is there a difference between the teams? I think there's either no difference. I actually think Washington might actually be better, um, honestly, because of their coaching staff. I think they're like a potentially legendary all-time coaching staff. I think they're that good. Uh, love them in the game. Love the points. think they play close games against basically everybody. Why would this be different? Uh, think neither team is going to be able to stop the other a lot. Tech's going to score a lot in the game, even if I like Washington. So really like Washington, really like the over. Going to just be saying 100 prayers before the first game that Michigan can somehow win. Absolutely love it. Uh, I bet Washington earlier today, plus four and a half, uh, off what we talked about on the show yesterday. I can't wait for that game. I'm going to end up with a ticket on Michigan also in the first game because I want to, I want A, I want to root for Michigan in the game. I want to root you home to get Michigan home. Uh uh, so I'll yeah. be on Michigan and I'll be on Washington in the two games. So that is almost I, well, definite here. I will say this for people who are holding Michigan, who are like, how big a trouble are we in? I mean, you're in a coin flip game in the first of the two. It's as, it's as bad as it could have gone. Uh, if they beat Alabama, they're going to win. Yeah, like definitely. They're, they're not beating Alabama only. To, I, I mean, I guess they did lose to TCU last year. So it's, a, you know. Well, that was in the first game. If yeah. they beat Alabama, if they I, and I, you can disagree with this. If they beat Alabama, I, if they beat Alabama, I might actually bet a ton of money on them to win the title, even with the futures tickets. I, I actually I think disagree. they would be very confident they'd beat Washington or Texas. What do you th- what, do? You have like a like like a, like a number you're spitballing in your head for like uh, what what they might be well, in those Michigan games? Will be, Michigan will be favored against Washington, maybe by like a good amount, maybe by like a touchdown. And I think they would. I think they would win but I'd want to figure out how to play the game. I actually think Washington might cover the game. Again, Washington's the close game team. Like, if it's a touchdown, I'm not going to bet the spread. Just like, do I want to find ways to play Michigan? And we'll see how the market develops for that game. If they play Texas, though, like, let's say I'm wrong, Texas wins the game, or maybe Texas wins close. I I would like Michigan a lot against Texas. I would. And we could talk about why when we get closer to the game. And, and I... Th- and look, like I, I don't claim to be the college football expert, just like my thought would be, Michigan would, like, whack them in the game, right? Which team are we talking about? Texas. Texas would hold up. Texas against the run game, Texas would hold up better. Washington's defense is like not very good. Michigan would run all over Washington. Uh, Texas has SEC caliber talent. They'd hold up better. I like I. I just think with only a week to prep, that's actually like advantage Michigan. <laughs> I actually think like I don't trust them to come up with a game. Like if you could get past Alabama with the Saban month game plan, then like a week later we're good. Like we're totally good on that. 
I'm looking at some of the New York, the New Year's six bowl lines here. Uh, I mean, the Florida State-Georgia game stands out as the best one. All in performance coming from Florida State. Is Georgia really going to care about this game? The point spread's 14. I might have Florida State to win that game. I don't know if anything else really stand out here. Iowa's playing well, Tennessee. Yeah, Ohio but, State's got a billion transfers, and they're less than a field goal favorite against Missouri because they have a billion transfers. I, I, I kind of want to read more about that game. It's like really, by the way, Eli Drinkwitz, Missouri's coach, had the great Connor Stallions joke yesterday on the show. Like his phone was ringing. It's like, it's Connor Stallions telling me about how to stop Ohio State. It was, really, it was very funny. I, I absolutely love it. On the other side, many bets, many, 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 many bets. NHL, NBA, Monday Night Football. It's time for Nick and Ken's Hockey Bets. Drop the puck. It's Bets of Steel. All right, we'll give you our hockey bets in a second. Then NBA bets for the in-season tournament quarters. Then Monday Night Football side total and props. First, some thank yous. Uh, the whale capper Drew Dinsick, our one wonderful guest for today. We always appreciate him. Our executive producer, Alex Fasano. Our tech- Who is our technical director today? Tyler's off. I'm guessing it's Sean. Sean, smile on his mouth. Thank you, Sean. Sean, thank you very much. Uh, our video producer, God's Perfect Creation, downtown Mike Brown. And our final day, um, engineer on the weekday show today, filling in for Jake. Jake will be back on the show coming up tomorrow. It's not Jake was in Maui this week. God bless him. Uh, great job by our guy, Kenny Henderson, a.k.a. Kenderson. Um, dominating for us over the course of the last week plus rising star in our field kenny is the engineer for our sunday morning show also big time shout out to our guy kenny henderson kenny we appreciate your efforts very much bet mgm tonight is coming up next here on the betql network um in lieu of going through every game for tonight ken in the national hockey league just in the interest of time uh what are the bets that you like for tonight in the nhl just uh just a few things for me uh i think and I, I did this over the weekend too with success and now having the goalie matchup confirmed, uh, playing on the stars on this mini run that they're on has been something that's worked out really well for me and will continue to go well tonight because Ottinger's confirmed as the starter. Vasilevsky's been very hot cold since he returned from his injury. Uh, I think the stars should be a bigger price than this. I like them. I kind of like their either their team total over or the game to go over just because they're scoring. Maybe, maybe puck line for them in that game. Uh, I like that. And then uh, some goalie news that's like going to make me make bets, uh, <laughs> making bets. The Jets are not going to start Hellebuck tonight. It's going to be their backup, what Brassois, however I pronounce that guy's name. Yep. Um, that's Brassois. the market response. The market responded by really liking Carolina. Me too. Uh, I'll play Carolina on the puck line in that game. Uh, and then I will take a shot. Uh, the Golden Knights announced today Aiden Hill will not go on their upcoming three-game road trip due to a lower body injury. Maybe it's an upper, whatever. One of the halves of the body, he has an injury. And uh, that means he's going to be out basically at least like a week and a half, two weeks. Uh, he has been, Logan Thompson's fine. Aiden Hill's been the, well, maybe the best goalie in hockey uh, up to this point in the season. Uh, I'll take a shot with the Blues. Maybe maybe Moneyline plus one and a half I think is way good. Uh, but finding ways to play the Blues tonight as well. I, and Bennington starting tonight for St. Louis. So I, I like that also. I wanted to bet the under in the game, but I needed Aiden Hill to do it. Um, yeah. I, I'll probably join you on St. Louis now that Aiden Hill's not going to play. I like that. Um, I think the reason why people may be a little bullish tonight on Tampa, they get blown out by Dallas when they played over the weekend. It's a rematch tonight. Yep. They had like an impromptu like practice that was not scheduled. And like, I guess I got ripped into by John Cooper for their performance. Uh, I'm with you though. I like Dallas in the game. Like great. Like Tampa can have like their players only meeting and like this, this other practice yeah. also like the team's not very good. And Vasilevsky doesn't look healthy. So I like Dallas as well. And I'll bet the Flyers who beat the, uh, the Penguins this weekend. 
weekend and now playing yeah. them again. Crazy game. Uh, Tristan, yeah. yeah, Tristan Jari, yeah, the one four three in a shootout. No Jari tonight. Jelkovic starts yep. for the Penguins. I'll bet the Flyers to beat them again. So those are the bets for tonight in the National Hockey League for bets of steel. All right, let's get to the NBA bets for the uh, the in season tournament quarterfinals with best of the best. Nick and Ken have been in the betting gym doing spreadsheet curls and prop lifts, getting ready for their biggest opponent yet. The NBA. And thanks to their training, they're now ready. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Ready for whatever may come. And when it comes to the sports books, they'll show no mercy with their NBA best of the best on You Better You Bet. All right, two NBA in-season tournament quarterfinals tonight for birth of the semis later this week in Las Vegas. Can the Celtics and the Pacers in Indiana, Halliburton and Toppin will both play for Indiana. Boston, a four-and-a-half-point road favorite at the Pacers. The total is 245-and-a-half. And in the nightcap, Sacramento, in between a three-and-a-three-and-a-half-point favorite. It's three-and-a-half at BetMGM. Juice towards the Pels right now. Total is 238-and-a-half. Bets and analysis, please, for both uh, both quarterfinals, Celtics, Pacers, uh, and the Kings and the Pelly Pels. Yeah, second game, uh, I have less of a confident opinion, and I think the price has come down so much. I would probably only bet Sacramento now at three. Uh, these teams played twice a while ago. The Pelicans won both games by margin. Herb Jones did a really good job shutting down De'Aaron Fox oh. in those games. Herb Jones did a really good job shutting down De'Aaron Fox, but like that's not this. First of all, the Kings are at home. Splits are way different, have been way different for a couple of years. Uh, McCollum's back, which just affects, I think, how everything works on the court. So I think it's still a lot of uncertainty, even though they have those two data points. Would probably only play the Kings, but like price is close enough, I guess. Uh, with Even with Halliburton playing, I really like the Celtics tonight, and I really like both of their star players to go over their PRA numbers. Uh, the Celtics are very clearly taking this seriously. If you don't believe me, they intentionally ran up the score knowing what the tiebreaker was against the Bulls to get into the tournament in the first place. They care and they care a lot. The NBA has scheduled these games with rest, a ton of rest around it on both sides. So in an effort to sort of incentivize the teams to play their star players the max number of minutes, um, I think you get big time playoff minutes tonight. Like I wouldn't be surprised if Halliburton plays like if he's healthy, big if. If he's okay, 44, 43 minutes for him. Tatum and Jalen Brown, no Porzingis, 42 plus minutes for both of them. I think like the NBA wants to say like, hey, like we'll give you a bunch of time off, but you got to try to like play and win these games. And the Celtics are really into this. I actually think they're probably going to win the tournament, honestly. Um, so Price got bet, like or got moved down because Halliburton's playing great. Uh, I will play the Celtics. I think they're better than this number, even though the place is going to be a madhouse tonight. Uh, like the Celtics. And I just like both their star players to have like the absolute max usage tonight. So PRA overs on Tatum and Jalen Brown. Uh, and then any, any props in the uh, the second game with the Kings and the Pels? The, the success that Pelicans have had in limiting Fox would give you a lot of pause to play his over in this game. Maybe it's like a Sabonis kind of PRA over. But I think what both teams have going for them, honestly, is a ton of options. Unlike like the Pacers, everything goes through Halliburton. Celtics, everything goes through Tatum. And it's like, okay, like Kings Pelicans, who does everything go through? whatever they want on that given night fox more for sure but like not maybe with how this game's going to play out i think it makes it really tough to feel confident in like a specific player in that game um 
I'm playing these, Ken, and I think you're. I think like we're kind of playing this the same way. Why I'm so excited to watch these games and tomorrow night also. I'm playing these like they're actual playoff games, and I love the Pacers, and they're really fun to watch. I'm with you. I think Boston's going to win this tournament. I think Boston's taking it really seriously. You did a great job detailing why. I love the Celtics in this game. I love laying it with Boston, and look like. Pels had like a kind of scrappy first round series a couple of years ago in the playoffs. This kind of like iteration of the Pelicans hasn't like been in a spot like this. And Sacramento has went to a seven game series last year, obviously with Golden State that the Warriors won game seven in Sacramento in a game that we won a truckload of money on betting the Warriors like plus one, which was really awesome. Um, so I think that that experience will help the two teams that have more playoff experience here. I'll lay the short price with the Kings at home and I'll lay the Boston Celtics on the road. I have no props in the second game with the Kings and the Pels. I do have one prop that I'll play in the Celtics Pacers game. Just like if if my thesis is kind of correct that I think like the playoff performers are going to play that obviously Ken lends into your thought right on Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Uh, I, I like Bruce Brown tonight. Bruce Brown's coming off an awesome game in Indiana's last game. He obviously was uh, NBA champion last year with the Nuggets, was one of the critical players in the Nuggets rotation. Points prop tonight, 11.5 for Bruce Brown. I'll bet over 11.5 points for Bruce Brown. Like, playoff experience, big game tonight for the Pacers playing at home. Bruce Brown over points. Give me the Celtics laying it on the road, and I will take the Sacramento Kings laying it as a small favorite. All right. Those are our NBA bets for tonight. We'll drop the dope-ass beat in a second. But we have some news. The Heisman uh, Trophy finalists have been announced. The players that will be going to New York, four of them, uh, Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr., Marvin Harrison, and the winner of the Heisman Trophy, Jaden Daniels. Now, that is not official yet, obviously. Just I think we think that's what's going to happen, right? Jaden Daniels going to win the Heisman Trophy? Yep. Yeah. Okay, I, great. I, I mean, like, Penix could win in, like, some kind of miraculous turnaround. I think that's very unlikely. Uh, Dan Daniels seems the very likely winner to me. And the betting market would, would say the same. All right, we've given you NHL bets. We've given you NBA bets. Now time to close the show with bets for Monday Night Football, which means it's time for the last time here on a weekday for a little bit because Jake's going to be back with us tomorrow. Our pal Kenny Henderson. Kenny, please drop the dope-ass beat. How about our show sponsor? How about them? BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM is the Refer a Friend program. Simply sign into your BetMGM account, click on the Refer a Friend tab, and a few simple steps, both you and your hashtag buddy will receive a $100 bonus. Promotional details can be found on BetMGM.com, so download the BetMGM app and start winning with the king of sportsbooks. Also, check out the BetQL app, a five-star play tonight. Halliburton under points against the Celtics. BetQL.com and the BetQL app. Ken, uh... By the way, no like active and inactive information that's like worth reporting here. ETN's playing in the game, which we expected. That was the big one. So ETN is playing tonight. T. Higgins is playing tonight. We knew that already, but just to get it out there. The Jaguars, a 10-point home favorite against Cincy. The total's been bet up a little bit here, Ken, to 41. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be really fast here. Uh, I'm taking the night off from this one. I totally agree with this. If I had to bet the game, I'd bet Jacksonville. They're already a 10-point home favorite. I think they're very likely to win. So does the market. Uh, I'm going to bet the, the Celtics and watch that game instead. Like, I never take a night off from, like, I never, like, I don't have anything. I agree with this. They're going to win by a lot, a lot of the time. That's it. Uh, I would only bet Jacksonville, but for the people that are here, like in the chat, whatever, watching the show now, just for the bets, uh, we talked about this game a lot last week. 
I said it was like my, my favorite bet of the week was Jacksonville, like eight, eight and a half. Like, she's like, no way. Now that we're up to 10, like, I would still never bet Cincinnati. But, like, you had an opportunity to tease Jacksonville. You could have laid, a, like, a lesser price with Jacksonville. I would still never bet the Bengals. So, like, you're like, hey, I want some action on the game. What should I do? I would say lay Jacksonville. But, like, you could have laid a much better number. So, sorry. Like, that's kind of where we're at right now. Jacksonville or nothing. Never the Bengals for me in this game. And, yeah, like, we could just do uh, the Prop King music here. We can fade that up. Uh, the Prop King descends down from my royal throne and all that good stuff. Yeah. All hail, <laughs> all hail <laughs> King Custis. Yeah, I am, I am, I am King Costos. Uh, I don't think our pal will start with an anytime touchdown here. I don't think our pal Adam Chernoff will mind me saying this, and we'll give him the credit if it hits. I can tell you that our guy Adam Chernoff, because he texted me, and he like with a, a really like strong rationale that he likes Chase Brown to score a touchdown tonight for Cincinnati at a huge price. So if that hits, the credit can go to our guy Adam Chernoff. For the I'll get to the yardage prop in a second. Anytime touchdowns, like ETN's playing. Also, he has a rib injury. Uh, let's play both Dearness Johnson and Tank Bigsby to score a touchdown tonight. If Jacksonville's up big, they're going to pull ETN from the game. So Johnson and Tank Bigsby. You could also play last touchdowns for for Johnson and Tank Bigsby. Also, the Bengals are playing three tight end sets now in the wake of uh, Joe Burrow's season-ending injury. So let's play the tight ends. That'll be Tanner Hudson, plus 800 anytime touchdown for the Cincinnati Bengals, and Christian Kirk, over 49.5 receiving yards for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Too much of a discrepancy in the line with Kirk and Calvin Ridley, so Kirk, over 49.5 receiving yards. So just to reiterate, Kirk over receiving yards, Hudson, Johnson, Bigsby, anytime touchdowns, and then we'll tail our pal Churn, Chase Brown, anytime touchdown. Ken and I will talk to you all tomorrow on a terrific football Tuesday. Until we meet again, I'm Nick Costos wishing you minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck. Thanks for listening to You Better You Bet. Up next, it's BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM.